You're listening to the Heat Ratio Podcast, brought to you by the Heat Ratio Sports Network. This show brings the temperature of sports to a whole new level. Whether it's a local opinion or a national agenda, everything is fair game. Remember, everyone has an opinion, but only few can back it up. Now sit back, crank up the volume, and if you think you can handle it, get ready for the heat. Is up, everybody. We are live. Heat Ratio Sports. I'm your host, Tony Jigsaw Cotillo, joined by Coach Dave Dixon, Pittsburgh John Coker, and Dan Green taking a spot for Mikey Googs. He's coming from the fantasy realm and, and giving us the local uh, local aspect, which I love. And there's a lot of local aspects that we're going to talk about on this show. Uh, Al checking in. What is up, Al? I know Al's watching that NBA preseason game, uh, which I love, which I will watch later. Uh, and hopefully uh, we see some good stuff there. But a lot to talk about on this show, okay? Uh, we're going to talk, obviously, listen, Jalen Hurts leads the Eagles a victory over the hottest team in the NFL. But how long would it last? That's the question. Is it, you know, is this a one-game effect? Is this going to continue? Who knows? The Carson Wentz, Doug Peterson problem. Ron Jaworski comparing Jalen to Randall Cunningham. Very interesting. Return of Miles Sanders. A reborn offensive line. And... A Browns-Ravens game in a century. I know John probably liked that. And could Baker Mayfield be better than Lamar Jackson in the, at the end? I mean, that's an interesting question. A couple things. What's happened to kickers in the NFL? The Phillies hired Dave Dombrowski. Does this change your opinion of the team? And is Luka Doncic the best player in the NBA? Nobody talks about, but fellas, right off the bat, you know where we're going. The Eagles with a tremendous win. No matter if you're a Carson guy or you're a Jalen guy, a tremendous win against the hottest team in the NFL. In my opinion, the best defense in the NFL. A lot of different things to talk about. A lot of different things when we talk about the game plan, what happened. One thing I am just going to say, I'm not going to go off on these teams like I normally do because I just want to get everybody's opinion out there. One thing I, I have to ask again is Jalen Hurts, how many times have you sacked? Zero. Uh, again, I don't want to hear about the game plan. I don't want to hear. Obviously, they changed the game plan. It's a different quarterback. Of course, you're going to do that. Uh, but again, at the end of the day, it's exactly what I've been saying since week five. When you get a mobile quarterback in there, he covers up some of the deficiencies that we already knew that were apparent. But again, if Carson Wentz is the leader of that team in that game, guess what? They lose. Not only do they lose, they lose bad. Okay, that's completely different. Now, again, is this going to be a one-game wonder? I don't think so. Uh, you know, I, I think this is going to be a continued improvement on Jalen Hurts. I think he played very, very good. Am I saying Carson Wentz will never play football again? No. But I'm telling you right now, I'm going to leave it at this and go right to Dave. Carson Wentz will not play, will not play football in Philadelphia again. Dave, right to you, buddy. How you feeling? I feel great. How you guys doing? Uh, blast, man. Blast. Feeling good, brother. So... Okay, what do you want me to say? Uh, J- Jalen Hurts played a excellent game. 
I'm, I'm excited as an Eagles fan. Um, I know you and I had some uh, conversation back and forth on, on Facebook about our disagreements, if you will. But honestly, all, the only thing that I was talking about were facts as far as my opinion is concerned about the offensive line being switched as many times. They're not excuses. They're facts. And I think if, you know, the Carson apologists, if you will, um, you know, I'm not a Carson apologist. I'm an Eagles fan first. I don't care. I said this out loud. I said this in black and white. I don't care if Humpty Dumpty's quarterback in his team. I want to win a Super Bowl. I don't really care. I think the problem is, is that people are getting hung up on their loyalty, if you will, to one person or another. Let's flip-flop the names. Let's say Jalen Hurts is Carson Wentz. You know, not too long ago, this was a situation between Nick Foles and Carson Wentz. Who's our guy? Who are we going with? You know, and this this is another situation where you're going to have to make a decision. The, the organization is going to have to make a decision, and, and that's how it's going to go. Whatever they decide is going to be our fate as fans. Now, my arguments have been what has the program, what has the organization done to help Carson get better? And my opinion was drafting Jalen Hurts didn't help Carson Wentz. Is that a fact? To that me, it didn't help Carson Wentz? Right. Is no. A, it didn't help Carson Wentz. Right. It did not. That is was my argument. If Carson Wentz is your guy, if Carson Wentz is your guy, you don't draft Jalen Hurts. You don't. So so wait, hold on. Let me let me keep you there. So what 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 would have helped Carson Wentz at fifty three? Uh, an, another playmaker. Okay, Denzel Mims. Okay, so okay, so are we are we saying offense? Obviously, yeah, I, okay, yeah, obviously. Yeah. So everybody wanted Jeremy Chin. Everybody wanted Pat. Right? We should have drafted Jeremy Twin. Uh, Jeremy Chin. He's a defensive player. Not me. I didn't. No, no I I, I, what I'm saying yeah. is a lot of people are talking about that. I'm with Dave. Right? I'm not saying you, Dave. I'm just saying a lot. I hear the name Jeremy Chin a lot out there. He's so, on the defensive side of the ball. And, and an excellent would have been an excellent pick, but that's not where I would have went there. If if I'm claiming to you that Carson Wentz is my guy, um, I would expect the program, the organization, to give him everything he needs to be successful. Him, the, the player that you just devoted all that money to. It's such a mixed uh, bag of emotions here and mixed messages by this organization. Do I... I, I compared Jalen Hurts to you. I said, "Is he he's Lamar Jackson or Russell Wilson?" And out of the two, which one do you want him to be? In my opinion, I want him to be Russell Wilson. Me too. Right. So if he becomes Russell Wilson, do you think that I'm mad that Carson Wentz left to Indianapolis and you got a two and a four from him and they took the contract? No, I'm not. My whole problem with this program, and you, if you replayed every show we did, it would be defending the quarterback that we had named the starter. That's it. That's it. They didn't get him enough guys. The offensive line sucked. The play calling sucked. Now, how about, how about this? Jay, uh, Doug Peterson, how, how did he do coaching? How was his he game He did playing? better. He did, he did well, right? Right. His record is 11-2 and two without Carson Wentz. But what did I tell you on his show? He had a bunch of plays ready to go for Jalen Hurts, <laughs> right? Did. You did. And, and he did. But tell me something, Tony. Do you think – I would say that the 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 runs 
the design runs for Jalen were the only really things maybe different. But here's here's the other part. His rollouts. How many three to five to seven step drops did Jalen Hurts take in that game? Do you know? Probably zero. No, I'm going to say four. And and I don't know the stat exactly, but he had them on a roll. He had them out of the pocket, which helps with a deficient offensive line because that's what they are. They are, they're not a good offensive line only because they don't have enough experience. You had you had two rookies at playing on the right side, right? And I keep going back to Mylotta, who you guys know I love Mylotta, but they're inexperienced and they're not that good right now. Doug Peterson, the, and what I said to you, Tony, you said one player makes a difference. And yes. I disagree in this in this sense. Okay. I disagree because only reason why I disagree is all 11 of those players on offense, including the coach, made a difference in that game because you had zero sacks, right? That's five offensive linemen helped create zero sacks. I right? wonder why. Why Why do you think? Because of Jalen Hurts. Because he made quick decisions and got out of the pocket. Exactly. Right. Something Carson but, but couldn't do. Something Carson didn't do. He held on to the ball, and he was deficient and didn't do a good job of it. I Right. Every, there's no denying that. But all 11 and the coach had a better game and a better game plan, and it led to success. And I'm not saying – I'm not taking anything away from Jalen Hurts. Don't mistake my words. He was a difference maker, but he wasn't the only difference, right? Every A lot of things changed. How many drop passes from the wide receivers? But, but here's the thing. You're right. He wasn't the only one, but he was the leader. He was the lead difference maker. Just I think like Doug talk- Peterson was the leader. Right. No, I don't think so. I, I mean, this is just like we talked about this show in Nolsey about Carson Wentz for weeks about Carson. Even though we understood there's many deficiencies on this team, Carson was the main issue. Just like Jalen Hurts was the main spark and was the main reason why we won that game. Can't argue he, that. He changed everything. Here's what I'm going to say before uh, Dan and John, uh, and I'll stop talking for the rest of the show if you want. <laughs> yeah. Stop. So, so I cannot explain this phenomenon about Carson Wentz. When other players, other quarterbacks get in this system, they play well. And Carson, for whatever reason, it just seems like Carson is, I don't want to say jinxed, but this formula doesn't seem to work well for him. It just doesn't. And he might need a change in atmosphere as well. Now, Jalen Hurts gets hurt in, the, in his second game, and Carson comes in and rips it up. What, what's our What's our agenda then? That's why I'm going to say it, and I'll say it again. Carson and Jalen cannot be on this team together next year. Yeah. It can't happen. Dan, what do you think, buddy? All right. Is this like a debate I get seven minutes now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just flipped over to Tyron. I'm John's always last. John's always right, like, hey, John, I just John's want to talk for a, a second. He's cool. He's cool. <laughs> um, I agree with I agree with Dave. Listen, I, I was a Carson Wentz apologist up until, you know, two months ago. And then I saw the light. He just – he's broken. He lost it. I, I, you know, he holds the ball too long. Everything that Tony and, and Dave has – has mentioned it's all true. Carson's uh, a wreck, and I've lost complete faith in him. I mean, when Mitch Trubisky bounces back and looks the way he does, you got problems on your hand because I don't see Carson doing that anytime soon. But getting getting back to Hurts, um, you don't design an offense around a quarterback that runs 100 yards a game. 
So that's that's a flaw right there. Uh, most of the runs were not designed. They were just flat out probably one read and scramble, which I'd rather have than, than taking a sack. Um, he was 17 for 30, 56% passing. So he didn't light the world on fire. I'm not saying he, he, did, he did very well uh, above my expectations, uh, but he did face the Saints team that had three straight road games, a look-ahead game to KC. Um, we had tape on Taysom Hill at this stage of the game, and they took the Eagles lightly. There's no doubt about it. So they weren't the awe-inspiring Saints that you referenced earlier, Tone, either on defense. That being said, it still was a hell of a performance – and like Dave said, whoever's our quarterback, I'm gonna I'm gonna root for. It do, that doesn't matter to me. But wait wait till um, teams get film on Hurts before we anoint him. And he's going up against the Cardinals, who practice against Kyler Murray every day of practice. So they should be used to a running quarterback. So uh, the jury's still out. We shall see. And, and real fast before I let uh, John get his turn. You know, everyone wants to talk about um, we committed to the run game, Sanders. Not really. Take away that big run, which your your man, Alexander, missed the gap on tone. Wow, yeah, and, that was and, a bad and he, play. And Sanders is 13 for 33 in the game. He was 14 for 105. You take away that big run, he's 13 for 33. They really didn't commit to the run, and Sanders really didn't set the word on fire. One big run because a guy missed the gap, and then the hole was like, the parting of the Red Seas. You're absolutely so, right. There's still work to be done absolutely. on offense. And again, Doug is not a genius because Jalen Hurts scrambled for 100 yards. That's not how you design an offense. No, but but right to John. I know I know Gene, and I love Gene's passion. And again, I, I you know I have no problem. Everybody's opinion. I love it. Uh, he says seriously, did you watch the game? Yes, I did. Um, I'm not trying to be rude. Uh, I would never say you were, but did you see that? How, how many plays did you see that have players running open? I can I can name at least ten. Uh, it wasn't always his scrambling. I seen Greg Ward open. I seen Jalen Rager open. I I seen Zach Ertz open. I seen Miles Sanders open. Uh, you know, it was quick decisions, man. It it, it was quick decisions. Now, am I saying that his his escapability didn't help? That absolutely not. But I think you got to give credit a little bit. To some of these guys were open and just like they were open for Carson Wentz he just was not hitting them but yes Jalen Hurts definitely made more out of less than Carson would have I, I completely agree John what do you think buddy I love the, the, the I love the, the the yellow jersey tonight I'm, I'm I like that you're rocking that one I like that tonight I, I had to bring out the old school bus to get a run game and some uh freaking different mentality of the Steelers team but <laughs> I'll digress. Um, I mean, look, Hertz played really good. All right. Uh, so many things running through my head. I mean, Tony, you opened it up and said, uh, you know, change of game plan because Hertz was in and had plays set aside. And I'm going to say, one, why didn't you change the game plan for Carson Wentz's strengths? One. All right. Two, why didn't you have a bunch of plays set up for Carson Wentz? Three, rolling out of the pocket. Why didn't you call plays where he rolled out of the pocket? How many times is he sitting in a pocket just getting crunched? All right, so, look, I'm not sticking up for Wentz. Look, he Hurts looked like the better passer of the two right now, even though it was limited. Um, you know, receivers, I wouldn't say they really got open, but 
they had more time to get open because of her scrambling. I mean, plain and simple. Yep. He, he brings another perspective to the offense. You have to respect him in the run game. The difference between this, a full-time start, and putting him in for three plays, you put him in for three plays, they weren't even trusting him to pass. I said it like a month ago. I said, if you're going to do it, you got to at least have the threat of the pass. Otherwise, the defense is predicting exactly what you're going to do. So now with him as the quarterback, it kind of changes a little bit. But I'll bring this up, you know, when you mentioned, uh, you know, is it sustainable? You look at, you know, Taysom Hill at first. It was like, oh, dude, Taysom Hill. How are we going to stop this dude? Stinks. <laughs> right. He, 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 he had a good game or two. You get the game film on him and you contain him. All right. Look at, I mean, in, in reality, look at the uh, Baltimore Ravens offense. Look, it took more than a couple games. Lamar Jackson is a beast. All right, you're not a an MVP and then just fall into nothing. But he never had the passing capabilities. You know what I mean? He's now teams know how to play against him. You look at all the quarterbacks out there that really aren't passers. It doesn't take long to figure out a game plan. The exceptions are your Josh Allen, who can pass the ball, your Kyler Murray, who can pass the ball. But if you're a one-dimensional guy, where you're past a Cam Newton. You know what I mean? Uh, even Lamar Jackson, the way he's playing, he's one-dimensional. Nobody respects him in the passing game. So, I mean, it's all about, you know, it's good now. Will it sustain long-term? I don't know. We shall see. And that's the biggest thing. I mean, and I agree with everybody. I know. I, hey, Dave, I guess Gene says right side all day, so I guess me and Dave are, lefts, are, are on the left tonight, I guess. I don't know. But, um, listen, I'm, I'm not saying that. Jalen Hurts is going to win us a Super Bowl. I, I'm not sure what Gene's talking about right here, but you know, I specifically said, listen, I you know, on my final judgment today on, on Fox, I I specifically said that I listen, we need that we need time. This is one game. That's it. You know, I I don't know if this is sustainable. I I don't know if Jalen Hurts is the guy, but we want to win. I mean, at the end of the day, listen, I opened today. I, I interviewed Malik Jackson, and the first thing he said to me was. Oh, man, we needed that win, man. Damn, did that feel good. That was his first words, okay? Because just like us and just like them, they needed that. They needed that. And it's it, it was too long. It took too long. It shouldn't. It should not have waited until week 14 in order for that to happen. Now, again, I, I, I am neither a Carson apologist or a Carson hater. I'm an Eagles fan, and I'm an Eagles lover, and I want to win. Whatever way and whatever direction we need to go into to win is what I want to do. And, and again, you know, it's funny, John, because you mentioned about Lamar, and it's such a good point because, you know, even though he won MVP, it's still, it's still the historic nature of the NFL pocket passers win championships not mobile quarterbacks and I, I you know and again we we could say it all day long and and again you know listen russell wilson is, is unique uh because he is so great i don't i don't just he he's so accurate and, and he throws such a great ball that i think he kind of separates himself but you know i'm not ready to just sell out for jalen hurts but what I'm saying is I just don't think both of these guys can come back next year. I No quarterback competition, none of that. It just doesn't work, and it showed Dave, what did you say, 11-2? 11-2 without Nick Foles or Jalen Hurts. That says there's an issue between yeah. Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson. 
Well, I, I think it's I think it's more Carson Wentz and the organization, and it goes back to my first point. I'm not sure what Gene. Maybe I'm, I'm not clear on what I'm trying to say here, but the Eagles organization has screwed Carson Wentz. This is this is my opinion. Howie Roseman and whoever's involved with getting personnel and the people in there haven't done enough to protect their asset. Um, their asset is a six foot five, not as mobile quarterback as the other guys. And we didn't draft an offense. We didn't draft solid offensive linemen. We didn't get him solid receivers. You know, so if that's your asset. So my arguments or my discussion points are about what's in front of us. And I'm, I'm not breaking down players. I'm breaking down the organization and, and what they should have done, in my opinion, to protect their millions of dollar asset that is our starting quarterback. That was that's their words. They told they picked Carson Wentz over Nick Foles, which I was fine with. But if that's your pick, you should in three drafts now, you should have surrounded this kid with the proper weapons to be successful. And they shouldn't have drafted Jalen Hurts if they're truly sold that Carson is the guy. I have nothing against Jalen Hurts. Obviously, I want if he's going to be our guy, if he's going to be our guy, win us two, three, four, five Super Bowls, please. Hey, I just got a quick question. In all honesty, did you feel that there was there was more more uh, shotgun plays for Jalen Hurts than Wentz? I feel and like Wentz, Wentz is always is, in shotgun. Is he? Always. Wentz, Wentz is in shotgun and then handing the ball off. Yeah, always every blue moon he'll be under center, but he's ninety-five percent. Maybe, maybe it's just all that pressure that's in his face all the time. I feel like he's under center. No, well, I mean, well, that could be it. To the whole point of Carson Wentz, um, to me, and this is not a hot take. One of the reasons why he's broken is I think he's seeing ghosts because of this offensive line. I mean, he is, I think, running for his life every time he, he takes the ball. And the times that he's not, and you see on film that he's got guys open that he missed, I think it's because he's seeing ghosts. Uh, it, it could be. I mean, listen, uh, our, our, our buddy Al checks in. He says, did you see the tweet from earlier? So I was looking at it. It says 16 games. Al tweeted this out earlier. 16 games. Team was 6-10, and 10, 59% completion percentage, 3,827 yards, 22 touchdowns, 21 picks. QBR was 51.2. This was last season. This season is totally different. Who is this? Right? So, you know, we, 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 we uh, listen, these are the numbers, right? Al, I, I, I'm guessing, help me out, uh, is, is, are, who are we talking about here? Um, I, I, you know, I'm guessing, I'm guessing who it is, but I would like you to, to tell me what you think. And, and again, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying here, no one is mentioning the complete 180 our O-line took in this game. That was the difference, not quarterback play. Hertz wasn't the difference. The O-line was tremendous. Dave kind of, kind of disagreed there. The O-line played okay, but Again, Jalen Hurts covered up a lot of the deficiencies for what that O line did because he took. Uh, 
<laughs> Al says your boy. And I know who he's talking about. That's Baker I, Mayfield. I, yeah, I know who he's talking about. Yeah, all right. I'm not even thinking because I knew Baker was on my head. So see that's how see that's how you know Al is a you know, he's part of the gang here because he knows Baker's my boy. And we're gonna get to that later. Okay. But let's let, let's real fast. There's so many comments and, and this happens. I, I apologize guys for not getting all of them. Um, but I'll try to get some of them here. Uh, Andre says those runs were because Hertz watched all year what the O-line was doing and what Carson was not. So it made him easy to make decisions instantly. Agree. Uh, Mike, what's up, Mike? Checking in as always. Great guy. Uh, Arizona wide receivers going to smoke our DPs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, th th that's scary. Next week is going to be uh, scary. Uh, John Andre says John's clock is always correct. Uh, love it. Uh uh, Gene says Rager was open on an offensive PI. That was the only play called that worked, and it should have been called. Uh, they were they were open after the scramble. I I, I see that, but I, I I think they were still open more than you're giving them credit for. Uh, it's the NFL. Most of the time, people are open. They get open for such a small window. It has to be quick decisions. Exactly. A lot of those throws had to be quick, right? Uh, Dan, right? It's for you. Guy in the bottom right is literally spot on. Sorry, forget his name. Dan Green. Dan's already get the first show we bring Dan to the fold here. He's already getting fans. I love it. I love it. The man knows what he's talking about. Uh, Andre, uh, I watched the game again, and at least one receiver was open 48% of the time when Hertz was in the pocket and 71% of the time when Hertz was outside the tackles. Very Interesting. Trevor, our man, checking in. John, is that a vintage Nike Stillers jersey from 2001 or the OG starter reverse jersey from back in the day? <laughs> starter start reverse. <laughs> Look, oh, that's, I think, mid-90s, I believe it was. I love it, man. I love it. Trevor says Taysom Hill is Team Tebow's friend. Uh, I, Taysom <laughs> I, I Hill think, stinks. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> it was his fourth. It was his fourth start, and uh, and and we played well against him. I mean, I we had know. Film. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's exactly. he, he's not a, he's not a good. Uh, uh, you know, he's not a good passer at all. Uh, Jay says, I can't wait until Carson gets traded and all the sudden he's all of a sudden he's playing great. Pray he doesn't go to San Fran or Indy because we will be kicking ourselves. Uh, listen, I, you know, I'm not saying again, I, you know, I don't know where he's going to go, but it's not going to be here, man. Uh, by the way, love the show tonight. Solid feedback. Gene, thank you as always. Again, Wire to Wire podcast. Check them out. Uh, I think they go live on Wednesdays when we do our, our fantasy segment, but they do uh, really good stuff. They got a lot of bets going on. They got a lot of betting talk, fantasy talk, sports talk, college, uh, a lot of good stuff. Uh, last one from right now. Uh, Dark Sage on Twitch checking in. As unpopular as this may sound, the Eagles, in my opinion, have never been an organization that values quarterbacks. It seems to me they're going with Jalen because they have They've given up on Carson Wentz just like they gave up on Mike Vick when Foles was there. Philadelphia seems to be making the same mistake as they did for decades. Interesting. Yeah. Um, again, uh, it follows up. The Eagles are not a team that value quarterback loyalty. Rather, they want someone who will win now. And if you do not do that, they push you out the door and go to the next thing. That's very interesting. You know, they signed Mike Vick, Mike Vick to a hundred million dollar contract soon after you know they they got him on the team, and what did he do after he left us? Nothing. Yeah, he so, did do nothing. So, so, and you know, they had Donovan for years, they had Jaworski for years, they had Randall for years. That they they've held on to their quarterbacks for quite a long time. 
So I disagree with that. Respectfully disagree with that. Yeah, I agree with you. Well, all I, was, I was literally thinking like one minute ago, I was like, you know what? The the talk of the quarterback in Philadelphia will go on for many more years in terms of it was Wentz, then Foles, then do we keep Foles, and then Foles goes, and the comparison of Wentz versus Foles, did we make the mistake? Now it's all over again. No matter what happens next year, it's still going to be Wentz versus Hurts. No matter who's where, what it doesn't matter if Wentz is gone. It, you know what happens? That conversation will still go on for at least another two years. See, you're right. It, it definitely will. And my again, I like my theories. I, I, I you know, I, I kind of dive deep into a lot of things, and I think and. I'll tell you what, man, what if, let me ask you guys this, because it, it, this kind of makes sense, and I, you know, everybody's blaming Howie, okay, but what if, what <laughs> if Jalen Hurts was Doug's guy all along? What if Doug didn't agree with them signing Carson Wentz? What if Carson is actually Howie's guy, not Doug's guy? And again, and Howie... We all heard about, you know, Jeff, we, we you hear there's a power struggle, right? Well, maybe Jalen, okay, Jeff wants Jalen to play. Doug wanted Jalen to play. Doug drafted Jalen, and Howie was like, no, 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 no. I need Carson still in there because I want to protect my investment. So, you know, that's the thing. That's why I, I feel, you know, we've seen it. It almost makes sense now because if Nick Foles had a better relationship, with Carson, I mean, with Doug Peterson that he did with Carson, and now you see it already looks like he's got, you know, he's clicking with Jalen, then that just means that Carson's not his guy. Hey, Tone, I mean, doesn't it? I, I agree that Carson's not his guy, but there's no way that Doug has any clout in that draft room. I mean, you, th this is the same guy that announced that his coaching staff is coming back, and the next day they were all fired. So he, he, he has, that's he has true. no, that's true. That's no, good point. I'm cutting you off at the knees on that one tone. No, that's a good I, point. There, there's definitely something where, where Wentz and um, Doug have, you know, you know, split ways, you know, I, there was a, there was a soundbite I heard the other day, um, it, it, you know, d during the Super Bowl year when he was healthy about uh, how great he is, how he lives in the film room. And then Doug made a comment, as long as I don't screw him up. Yeah, it was, they heard, it was a soundbite to a coach <laughs> that they mm -hmm. caught. And it, it, it's prophetic because he, he did screw him up, in my opinion. That guy right there, the Stunad. <laughs> Poor Doug, man. Doug does take a beat. Listen, but, listen. I, I've said this from jump, and, and, you know, I'm not on record because I've just started this business, but um, I'm on record with people that have heard me. I have <laughs> never liked Doug Peterson. His first year he made – you could say he was a rookie coach – he, but he made some blunders like you couldn't believe. The second year, I, I guess I had to say he proved me wrong, but now I'm starting to see that it was more of a Frank Reich thing because he's been a disaster since Frank Reich left. They, they've started off every year since Frank Reich left under 500 the first half of the season with easy schedules and had to scramble in a shitty division just to get back into um, a playoff hunt um, at 9-7. and seven. If they were in any other division, they'd be – a mediocre team that would have been out of the playoffs since the Super Bowl. And now this year, Doug is not a good coach at all. I mean, it, 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 I've seen him make decisions based on media pounding him. You know, like why, did, why did Greg Ward play last year? Because the media was constantly down his throat. They were. 
Paul Turner a couple years ago. Why did he finally oh, get into the lineup? Because the media was down him. his throat. The, the, he, he is not – I don't think he's that capable of a coach. I'm just not a fan, and you can't tell me otherwise. No, I, listen, Dan, I'm, I'm with you. I'm definitely not a dog guy. I mean, I don't know if you listen to it, but I, I've said this, uh, you know, a, a bunch of times. I mean, you know, if you blindfolded somebody and, and let four guys talk on a, on a podium like you do when, you you know, you blind test peanut butter or diet soda, <laughs> yeah, nobody would pick Doug to be the head coach. I mean, just, he wouldn't get hired in, in the SEC right <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't. I mean, seriously, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I mean, it, I think we all see it. It's obvious. It's apparent, but... You know, I, listen, I just think this is the worst outcome that we could ever imagine right now. It, it is. I mean, we, we, we were supposed to think, and again, anything could happen, but, you know, if Jalen Hurts, let's let's look at it this way. J, say Jalen Hurts goes 4-0. I mean, it, 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 it's highly, it's, it's not unlikely, okay? Your last three games, right, you're going Arizona, which is going to be a tough battle. Okay, it's going to be interesting. I mean, Hassan Reddick went off. You, know, you, you, you got Buda Baker out there. You, you got a lot of guys on defense out there. You're very, very good, right? But if you look at this, and then they have Washington and Dallas, I mean, what if he goes 4-0? I mean, I, like you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how you come into an entire – or you go through an entire offseason and you don't make a move. I don't know how it happens. If they so, go 4-0, and obviously Hurts will have a lot to do with it. But it also will, in a way, be an indictment on Doug. Because what took you so long? Not just to play him, but to do all the other things that probably have gotten done. Now, you, you can't can underestimate what I call the backup goalie syndrome that's taking place right now. You know, what happens when, when, when the backup's thrown into a game? The defense gets tighter. They all, they all, they all want to protect that goalie because the, the main man's out, right? Yep. Whether he's pulled pulled from a game or injured, well, this is this this is like that. the The team's juice now. There's that they've got a bounce in their step. The line knows they gotta they gotta protect this kid. Not not because he's not mobile, but just because he's a new quarterback. Maybe doesn't know the system that well. Like you just talked to Malik Jackson, he's got bounce in his step. Just the whole change causes causes energy, and it's not necessarily an indictment on Carson. Every starting quarterback at one time. Donovan had that. AJ Feely or, or Ty Detmer would come in. Coy Detmer would come in, yep. and the team would the team would do well. You always play well for your backup. We'll see what happens again. Four games is 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 a decent measuring stick, but again, will teams have anything to play for? Um, we'll see. We'll see. But it it's it, you know it's still early. Oh yeah, Tony. Absolutely. You, you discussed how did we get here, or who do you blame, or or I forget exactly how you worded it. But the designer of the team is who you blame. You talked about not blaming Howie. He's the designer of the program. But what if that designer gave you pieces that are shown to be able to work? He didn't. How? <laughs> tell me. Tell me what's working. Wait a minute. And so it, let's it, think about this. So let's tell think, me what's honestly, working in a substantial amount. Let, 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 let's let, let's think about this. Okay, so. Jalen Hurts, drafted by Howie, correct? Yeah. Carson Wentz, drafted by Howie, correct? That, does, that doesn't count. 
Uh, it should. A top, of, a top of the board draft pick doesn't count. Yeah, but he 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 put the draft capital up. No, I, the game, I give him right? credit for the for the maneuvering to get to right, Carson Wentz. Right. That was beautiful. I'll, listen, he had a great year that year. There's no doubt about it. Okay, we're not taking that year away from Howie. But so, post post Super Bowl, so take Jalen Mills, take Jalen Mills, and put him back at his pure position, not safety he's, corner. He's a slow corner for a seventh round pick. Still, was a starter. That's your right? third. Avante, that's Avante third Maddox. Wait, hold on. Avante Maddox showed he could play, and he's not an outside corner. He's a nickel. Showed he could play in a nickel last year. Everybody was excited about Avante Maddox, right? Everybody was excited about him. Josh Sweat looks like he could be really something. Another draft pick, Howie Roseman. Okay, Sidney Jones leaves, goes plays well. Rasul Douglas leaves, go plays well. Eric Rowe. Still, he's still floating around the NFL, making plays on red zone. Mac Hollins still making plays for the Miami Dolphins. Okay, is Howie really that bad? Yes. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, then why are these players because still in the you, NFL? You, no, no. There's, there's no doubt about it that you that you're going to hit on people. So yeah, he hit, he hit, he. I mean, you, you, Avante Maddox. I mean, let's go. Let's let's do the other question. Tony, how many Pro Bowlers have they had? How many pro bowlers? We we already yeah. talked about that, right? I put, so I, 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 a good okay. GM, a good GM. I'll, I'll go. To, I'll go. I'll go to the man above me. I don't know how people see it. The man above me rolls out pro bowlers after pro bowlers. Uh, I know great wide receivers that are from the third round on year after year. I mean, that's a good GM. I mean, but I'm not a Howie guy, man. I'm no, not. I, I'm never I know, been a but Howie I mean, guy. listen, you're going. You and I. Could could hit hit on people in the, in the fourth or fifth round, okay? And that's going to happen. I mean, you have to. I mean, you're going to hit on people. But he's had too many misses, and he, even even the game Rager had. I mean, oh, I'm you, not sold on Rager at all. Right? Did you see that ball that he just puts his arm out for? Die for yeah, the ball. That was a Trump, Ricky Waters I mean, play. That was, that was a yeah. <laughs> so the, the <laughs> for draft, who for what? The, the, the right the the high draft picks. He's swung and miss on in, in most cases, in my opinion. I mean, look, I mean, even, uh, listen, David checks in. David, uh, uh, awesome guy to the show, a little off topic, but was Jalen Rager jogging all game? Is he hurt? I mean, yeah, I mean, listen, it's a, it's an obvious question. I mean, yeah, he runs awkwardly. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> He's not smooth. Stu Nod is top five funniest cultural slang term. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Al says, let me say this. If we trade Carson and he goes somewhere and rips it up, who will everybody look at? That's why you move on from the coach before the player. Don't do what the Sixers did with Jimmy Butler. I Al, love Al, that Al is, comment. I love only, it. He's the only intelligent one around here. But here, no, but here I, let me I, ask you this, I agree though. with that. I, I, and I do, too. And, John, because I got to get you in because you're too quiet, man. Let me ask you this. How... Okay, I agree with that. I love it. If we okay, so get so you get rid of Doug Peterson, so you're bringing Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz back. Yes, and if Carson right. Wentz can't beat out Jalen Hurts, he's a thirty million dollar backup. No, then you have to move him. But there's nothing wrong with a quarterback controversy. This isn't the first time in the NFL that such a thing has produced itself. This has happened before amongst other teams. Not um, with this kind of financial ramifications. Well, that's why. That's why. That's Hertz, not our Hertz fault. Is the that's the designer's fault. But 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 we still got to live with it. 
Yeah, but you're not going to get rid of one guy because of money. You still need to see if you can win with one or the other. That's, what, this, that's that. what these four games are for. Right. To me, to me, Hertz is the commodity. You try to trade Hertz, God willing, for my sake, and that all that you bring in a new coach. You bring in an Eric Bieniemy. Make oh, Carson God, Hole again. Hertz is a non-first round pick who doesn't make a lot of money. He's very tradable. If he performs well tone, like we hope he does, because we're still fans, then he has big time value. You have Wentz back. You have a serviceable backup next year. And you pray the new coaching staff makes this guy whole again. That would be my plan. Or, let's, let's, let's time, time out once. Sorry, John, I tried. <laughs> Uh, go ahead, John. I'm sorry. I, I I can save my thought. I'm just messing around. I love it. It's so it's awesome. We're all passionate, man. I love it. Forty minutes passionate about that. It is what it is, man. This is what this is about. This is why we are true to the fandom. That's all I got to say. I'll, uh, I'll I'll be quick, and I'll I'll agree <laughs> with Dave. Um, you don't. There's no reason that you have to hurry up and make a decision. Let alone getting rid of Wentz and the financial ramifications yeah, on the different timelines in terms of cap hits and this and that. But like Dave said, you, look, you go into you need a backup quarterback regardless. I mean, look, why why pay Wentz then draft Hurts? Who knows? But with Wentz's injury history, you can't go and not have a backup quarterback. So I see no reason, like Tony, you said a four game, you know, right? Four game, you know, see what this kid got. But at the same time, I don't really think that's enough. You're going up against Dallas, one of the games. Who's the other other team you're going? You're going know. up against Dallas and Washington. You're, you're, they're they're Washington, your division rivals. Yes, Washington. I agree is a uh, tougher matchup. I'm talking about the get the Arizona. Like, that's a good team. That defense, I'm not scared of that defense. I'm not scared of Dallas's defense. Hassan Reddick had five sacks last week. Dude, I think you would be crazy to try to make a quarterback decision for the future of your organization based off of what Jalen freaking Hurts does in a four-game sample with practically nothing on the line going up against Dallas and Arizona's defense. Or even what he does against a very good Washington defense, even if he has a bad game. Four games at the end of a season, a lost season for a team that's been in shambles is not enough sample size to make a decision on your starting quarterback. As much, Lord. as much as I agree with that, you cannot trade Jalen Hurts. You 100% trade Carson Wentz before you trade Jalen Hurts. I'm not even I'm not even thinking so, about no, trading no, no, until, mid, until right. at least week Listen. four of next year. And then I'll feel <sighs> – then you see what, what the buzz is. You don't know what teams are going to go down and need a quarterback. And what's or wrong with competition? Dave, I agree with – listen, I would love to have Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts. The same reason why you couldn't have Nick Foles and Carson Wentz on this team. It's a business. It's about – but they're already $60 million over the cap. You cannot keep Carson Wentz. If he's not going to be your, your number one guy behind center in week one in 2021, he cannot be on this football team. It's as simple as that. And yes, it's yeah. as simple as that. He cannot be on this team. Listen, I I get it. All I know is – Listen, we 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 and Al and Andre. I know they're watching. I know I know you three guys weren't in our basketball show, but I think we've also talked about this. 
know, on the heat ratio when we talked about James Harden and Ben Simmons. We talked about an age factor, okay? So you can't discount that either, okay? There's a five-year difference between Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz. There's an injury history with Carson Wentz. You cannot trade. If Jalen Hurts goes 4-0, and you cannot trade Jalen Hurts. Listen, say what you want, but that is the future of the NFL. That is the future of the NFL. It, it, could you be talking about RG3? No. that's Come I on, mean, man. in reality. He's a completely what? different quarterback than RG3. You think I, I – How do we this, know? What's that? Thank you. RG3 exactly. won the Heisman Trophy. Oh, and, and, he had, and, he had, and he had a heck of a rookie season. Listen, he was an awful all year. player Listen, until he got hurt. All I'm saying is – if you take the intangibles and you take the history and you t- and you put everything on a left and right piece of paper, there's no way that you could keep. Listen, Carson Wentz could every bit be Sam Bradford. Okay, think about you say, say what say what you're going to do. I mean, say what you want. He could every bit be Sam Bradford. I would take my chances with Jalen Hurts way before I would take my chances with Carson Wentz. He is listen. There, there has been so much talked about with Carson Wentz. And, and again, I am not a Carson Wentz hater, but the, at the end of the day, there was a, a reason why an article has come out. There's a, at the end of the day, there was a reason why pe- veterans have said he's been stubborn. He's been uncoachable. Coaches have said he has been uncoachable. Okay, he lost locker rooms at certain times. Yeah, great. Good job, Fletcher Cox. You like to tweet. Come on, man. What are we, what, what are we, 10 years old? That's what we're going by, people who like tweets now? That's nothing to do with it. I, I like Carson Wentz, but I cannot mortgage the future for Carson Wentz if Jalen Hurts looks like he can play. I'm, t- I'm going to take the chance. I'm sorry. I just yeah, Tone, here's, to do it. What about, I mean, um, John mentioned this earlier. I, I agree with you. My gut tells me talent moving forward, Hertz is going to be the more talented quarterback. But the the financial ramifications, even if you trade him, it's thirty million in, against the cap next year. Oh, absolutely. But so I mean, that's going to hurt Hertz and the players you bring in around him as well. Well, not necessarily because you can always listen. I I am a firm believer there's always a deal to be made in the NFL. So you know th- there could be a thing where somebody takes money, you take another player. Something at the end of the you don't day, don't get that thirty million dollars back anyway. You, you never NFL. know. I, I I listen. I don't listen, believe it. Ta- talent for talent hurts. Um, meritocracy situation. It's going to go Carson Wentz. As Seth Joyner likes to say, this is a meritocracy. It's not a meritocracy. You don't get things on merit. You get things based on your salary and your draft status, unfortunately, in sports. There should be competition. I get it. But you have a $128 million quarterback potentially getting benched if he loses the competition, which I'm okay with. I'll go with the best quarterback. But how many teams have $128 million backups? That's all I'm saying. No, listen, I agree. Okay, and again, like Kevin, I know this is this is Dave's body. So what do we? Dave's got a group of friends on here that like to attack me on Facebook too. Where's Bob Lynch at? I'm wondering where he's at too. Calling your boy Tony out, but that's okay. What are you going to do if Hurts shits the bed in the last three games? What are we talking about? Draft a quarterback in the first round? No, we we just said if you were listening, we just said if Hurts goes four zero. I didn't say the so it, it, the, the situation completely different. So yes, if he comes in and he can't play in the next three games, then absolutely you're going to have questions. 
I mean, come on, that's a no friggin' brainer. Okay, but my, my, my logic again is if he goes four and oh, if he goes three and one, if he pro- he just beat the friggin' Saints, man. Like, what are people not seeing? I've never, ever, ever met a fan, and I love this town. I've never met a fan base that has coddled Carson Wentz so goddamn much in my life. I don't get it. And then they they completely despair. The the, the job of Jay, uh, it wasn't that good of a game. It wasn't. That, well, all we talked about is we want to win a game. We finally won a game. Finally, and everybody just everybody's downplaying it. What the frick is wrong with you people, man? Do you want to win or not? It's so ridiculous. I don't get it. I, like we said, I don't care if it's Carson, Jalen, bring back Roddy, friggin' Pete. I don't care. I want to win. Play. Right? I, I want to friggin' win. I, I just, I, I cannot take these ridiculous comments all the time. Give the guy some damn credit. I don't care if he rushed for 100 yards. I don't care if he only threw for 120 yards. He won against the friggin' Saints. The number one defense right now, the team that we're asking to go to the Super Bowl, Jalen Hurts, his first start, comes in and wins again. Give the goddamn guy some respect. I'm not saying he's the next coming to Russell Wilson, but give him some freaking respect, man. Not just because uh, we love Carson Wentz and we got Carson Wentz don't have a statue, by the way, just so everybody knows. Nick Foles does, okay? Nick Foles has a statue, not Carson Wentz. Oh, my God, John. And it's shrine in the locker room. I can't anymore. I just can't. My ears hurt. I'm sorry. I I just can't. Some of these comments are so ridiculous. I I just can't. That Like, they make zero freaking sense. I don't know. You know, do you not want to win because Carson's not your starting quarterback? Is that what it is? I think think there is a a percentage of people that don't want to win without Carson. I do. Like they like they feel like well, I'm not, they it. don't bleed green. Then they don't they do not bleed green. I I completely agree with you, Dan. Completely. We're discussing because, we're discussing yes. this versus that, but we're not saying either one of them are horrible quarterbacks people. We just we're just doing scenarios. We're not attacking, you know, character or stuff like that. So yeah, you do need to relax out there, but you you, you support your team. Yes, man. We, we, we bleed green. We want to win, man. That's what it's all about. No matter who it is. And it sucks that we have to be in this situation. It's a bad it Hollywood script sucks. that developed, right, Tone? What's that? It's a bad Hollywood script that developed. It really right is. It really, I mean, think think about it. It's it's absolutely mind-boggling to me. It is. I, 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 again, and I, last thing I'm going to say on it, because I, I just don't feel like talking about it anymore, is <laughs> I don't. Because, at the listen, you know, we can say whatever we want, but call it the way it is. And, you know, I was on the Upper Bowl podcast today with Trevor Harris. I don't know if he's still watching. Great dude, man. He was, you know, and, and I specifically said to him, like he knows, and I, I think all four of you guys know, man, if this was Donovan McNabb, we'd be wanting to burn his goddamn house down. If it was Donovan in week three, we're burning his house down, bro. We're we're running his ass out of town. Oh, that's all oh my God. But but Carson can th- overthrow receivers, throw his own worm burners. We'll call <laughs> Wentz burners. Okay, I mean, he can do whatever he wants. But we love Carson. But Donovan, if Donovan did it, forget about it, man. For 
Forget about it. He, he, we, we, would, we would never see the end of Donovan McNabb. We, we, would, we would see the memes going around with the chunky soup commercials. and Oh, we hate, like, get out. I mean, come on, man. It's so ridiculous. So ridiculous, man. But let, let, let me calm down for a second. And again, I, I got to stop reading comments. That's what kills me. Okay. 100% what kills me. Let me ask you, let, let, let's finish on this because I got to bring this up. One guy, I think all four of us and everybody on this show in the comments and, and listening on everywhere else, I think can agree with is that we respect Ron Jaworski, and, and, you, know, and, and, you know, for what he does at the position and what he does as an analyst. And he came out and, and laid a pretty big claim to say that Jalen Hurts reminds him and compares him to Randall Cunningham. Okay, that's now again. I will never, one thing I've always said, I will never, ever, ever, you know, go against anybody who's credible, ever. Uh, you know, because they're all, they have their opinion for a reason, okay? But at the end of the day, Randall Cunningham had a tremendous arm. I yeah, like I, I don't know if I see that from Jalen Hurts. So I was really surprised. I mean, I know he was looking at the mobility factor, but John, can you look at that and say, can you see that? I mean, is that fair comparison in your opinion, Randall Cunningham, Jalen Hurts? They, they wear the same uniforms. I mean, they're both <laughs> running quarterbacks. I wouldn't. Yeah, I I think Randall Cunningham had a stronger arm, um, but I mean, I I got to see what Hurts got. You know what I mean? I mean, he was a he was a very good college quarterback. Um, you got to see how quickly he processes the game. And, you know, a one-dimensional game is not going to be able to be sustained long-term. So you can't bank on the 100 yards rushing and only passing for a buck 50 pretty much every game. You look at – that's what Lamar Jackson's been doing and Baltimore's been struggling in reality. Um, so you can't bank on that for long-term success. Um, you know, Randall doing it in that day and age was – that was a completely different thing. Now there, I mean, there's probably eight quarterbacks in the league now that you have to be able to defend against, you know, that same type of game back then it was Randall Cunningham. You know what I mean? He was one of a kind. So, I mean, it's a little bit of a different game. I think Randall had a stronger arm, but there's definitely some similarities. Uh, there is, but I, I agree with Rich. I mean, that's kind of an arm. I, I don't, I don't see it with Randall, Dave. Do you, I mean, do, I mean, it's early. I get it, and I know everybody wants to let you know put their stamp on things, but I, I, I kind of think this is a little off base. What do you think? Well, I mean, Jaworski would know if anybody. Um, it, he's definitely not comparing his arm, though. I agree with John uh, and you. The, the, his arm, Randall's arm. He threw Oof. the ball like seventy-five yards in the air in the one effortless. Uh, well, the one NFL quarterback contest. So um, he's he's looking at his mobility and his escapability. Uh, you know, I don't know. Jaworski is awesome at breaking down film and analyzing players. I love listening to him. So I ultimately respect everything he says, but I'm pretty sure he's just comparing Randall's legs to Jalen's right legs. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's a whole mobility factor. Is that what you're thinking, Dan? It has to be. Um, and, and truthfully, I think Randall is such a unbelievable talent that really never lived up to his fruition with us. He finally brought his game and his work habits to Minnesota. Um, 
he was not known for studying film. I hope Jalen Hurts is a film room junkie and separates himself from Randall as far as that goes. Uh, yeah, and me I, too. I mean, I have a Randall story, but I we don't have time for that because I, <laughs> I, I, I interned with the Eagles back in the day, and I have a great Randall film study story. Well, the, well, for another so, time, if you will. yeah. Let, let let's bring it up next week since we're over fifty five minutes, and I and I had to get to this a couple of these comments because, uh, you know, I, I want to get to this. You know, Rich, uh, my buddy Rich says Pat's not sold on Cam is Wentz a Bill guy. I think that's interesting to talk about. You know, a, a landing spot for Carson if they were going to trade him. And and Dave, please do me a favor, pick up the phone and call this dude Kevin, okay? Because. Uh, yeah, I, I think he, he. I don't think he knows who he's talking about. Are you forgetting who the Saints' quarterback was? Last time I checked, I said the Saints had the top defense in the NFL. Last time I checked, I said Jalen Hurts. This has nothing to do with Taysom Hill whatsoever. Zero. It has a way Jalen Hurts played against the Saints. I, last time I checked, Taysom Hill doesn't play on defense. Sorry, Kev. I can't I, I can't give you that one. Uh, Jalen did get Packer Nation worried in that one half. That punt return, the fourth touchdown in that game, the progression to rise the Eagles defense last game. Was remarkable, Dave's boy, Jim Schwartz, taking it up a notch, taking it up a notch. Uh, yeah. And beat Taysom Hill, great. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, hey. Mike says he's more, that's bad. He's more Tony Banks than Randall Cunningham. Uh, Woo! Oh. That's not good. We, Tony Banks had uh, a good arm too, by the way. Wow, Tony <laughs> Banks. Wow, that's a great pull, man. I remember Tony Banks. Yeah. Uh, Dave says Carson fans constantly have to defend him. There's the Carson versus Dak shit. There's the Carson versus Foles shit. People in Philly have spent a lot of energy defending Wentz, and they are here again. The Carson versus Hurts shit since he was drafted, and now people are upset because it's hard to defend him yet again. Uh, interesting point, man. Listen, I, you know, very interesting point. I, 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 I st- listen again. I still am on the side of people that said I can't believe that Carson woke up and forgot to play football. Uh, forgot how to play football. I, I, I agree with that. I, I, I again, so I, I don't know what it is or what happened. I, I don't know. We also watched Blake Bortles throw thirty-five plus touchdowns one year and never be the same again. So, I mean, I, I, I just don't know what it is. I'm not sure. All I know is. This situation sucks. Uh, you know, we, we we thought, and I hope that we still do, but we thought we had a franchise quarterback that we were going to go to multiple Super Bowls with, and now we're back to where we were four years ago, and we're not sure what to think. So it uh, really, really stinks, and we'll see what happens this week. And, and again, let, let's move on. And, you know, we spent an hour. Uh, uh, listen, it, it needed to be passionate. I agree. Listen, you know, all the comments, tremendous, and everybody's everybody's opinion. I love it. Uh, sorry I get a little fired up, but that's just my mentality. I can't, I can't do nothing about it. Uh, going on to bigger things, uh, let's talk about that game last night before we move off the NFL and – uh, I, I I don't know if all four of you guys or all three of you guys watched it like I did from beginning to the end, uh, but it was the best game I've watched in probably ten years. Uh, you know the the storylines throughout the game. You know the you know because you know we've all been talking about Kevin Stefanski, all been talking about the Cleveland Browns, and just to see them go pound for pound and like a Rocky Balboa, you know Apollo Creed fight, man, it was like back and forth and. You, you kind of watch Baker Mayfield grow up right in front of your eyes. Uh, you know, let, let's not forget, you know, what 
he did last year, which Al showed, which was great, great point. Uh, the, the evolution of Baker this year. And, you know, that Ravens team, as much as, you know, I love Lamar Jackson, they're pretty one-dimensional, uh, you know, in that sense. Because those guys, those receivers, I mean, I'm not sold on no Hollywood Brown, okay? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not sold. I'm not sold on Willie Sneed. I'm not, you know, and, and the the best thing they do is they have that great running attack, which I agree. But Al, like Al says, look, Al, Al second, look at his smile. Look at his smile on his face for his boy. Man, when Baker was sliding in the end zone, man, I was cheering. Woohoo! Not only did he hit me my parlay for four hundred thirty-eight dollars, but at the end of the day, that's my boy. So I, I was I was loving Baker for that, man. But listen, all I know is this ain't Bernie Kosar's Browns anymore. Okay, <laughs> right? This ain't Eric Mangini on the sideline. These guys are for real, uh, and and they went pound for pound. And uh, again, Dan, you said you watched the game. Uh, so what you what your takeaway from that game last night? Well. I had this uh, on, on one of the other shows I'm on. Uh, uh, the, the host was convinced that the Browns were going to win the game, cover the spread. And I I was like, I don't think so. But I didn't think it was I, – I, I, you know, I still love the entertainment factor of the game because the Browns at the beginning of the year were a sloppy team that somehow had a decent record. And I think it's a combination of learning the coach, learning the system, and totally getting their identity. And I think losing Odell Beckham Jr. was a huge thing in a positive way for them. They didn't have to force the ball to a diva. They have a balanced offense. And as I said on our other show, Tone, he's a fantastic game manager with flair. And he's got great weapons. I mean, Landry is a solid guy. I love Rashard Higgins. He's got three solid tight ends. Um, his line is very good. They're, they're a good football team, and they're a well-coached football team. And I'm actually – sorry about this, John. Cleveland deserves it. The city deserves it. They've been through hell and back with, <laughs> with that football team. They ain't back yet. They're still in hell. No, no. I'm not, I'm not saying they're Super Bowl back, but – they're going to make the playoffs, and for that, I'm happy for them. It, yeah, they, I, I like their back, but I know John. John, I know you're not you're not digging this. You're you're not buying this Cleveland team, are you? Well, the Steelers are always going to be a great franchise, so I wouldn't worry, John. No, I'm I'm not. I'm still not buying Baker Mayfield. When no? was the last time? No. When was the last time you seen the Ravens defense give up over 40 points? That was the disappointing thing. All right, there they got zero sacks. They did. He did not get sacked. All right. So that just goes to show me. We all know that they want to run the ball. They did it yeah. enough. Um, no, I'm not sold on Baker Mayfield. Still not. He shows glimpses of being a Pro Bowl quarterback. He shows glimpses of folding under pressure, especially if he got some heat coming on him from the defense. Baltimore's defense did not show up. Wow. Okay, I, listen. I I think, I think Baker grew up last night, and I think that you know if if Baker can be more of a game manager, uh, you know which Kevin Stefanski was trying to do. Obviously, they threw the ball. I think thirty eight times last night, for, which is uh, which is un, you know unorthodox for that team with with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. But yeah, no uh, choice. Yeah, right. I mean, it, it was it, again. I, I would have never thought 
You know, he's going up against Marcus Peters, one of the best corners in the league, right? Uh, you know, they, they have a lot of talent on that on that side of the ball. And listen, what Baker did was huge. I mean, he did throw that pick, right? But he came right back on it, man. And 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 that that's one thing we didn't see from Baker last year. And that's why Alex tweeted that out. And you know, I was a big proponent of Baker being picked number one overall. I thought that was the way to go. And I know people, you know, are saying no, it shouldn't have been, and it should have been Saquon and this and that, but. Listen, Baker Mayfield, you know, they're going to they're going to win or lose with Baker Mayfield, man. I don't matter what they do. That that Cleveland Browns team, you know, is going to win, you know, do I think he can get them to a Super Bowl? I'm not sure, but I but he's definitely going to make sure they're damn competitive. Uh, you know, in in that entire, you know, entire division for the next 3 to 4 years in my opinion. Dave, what do you think of that game? I thought the game was excellent. Um, well, not a great game, man. It's fun as hell, man. I thought it was excellent. I I think I was one of those guys that said I thought the Browns should have taken Saquon, and and yeah, that was their next and next pick. They should have taken Josh Allen. Um, that was how I would have done that draft. But um, Baker did definitely grow up last night, and I was also uh, a critic of Baker Mayfield up until this point. But I also defended him in a way, saying that he's had instability at the coaching staff. And and you guys know that been around me. I talk about uh, offensives in particular, but football teams as a whole, you need a stable front office coaching staff to be there. And what Stefanski has done for Baker has settled him down and, and really honed in his ability to do things. And we talk about this also coaches jobs are uh, to put kids in positions to be successful players, to be successful. And what Stefanski has done better than not has put Baker Mayfield in a position to be successful. Dan, you said it. He's doing well because he's utilizing the talent. He's got two great running backs, in my opinion. Let's not say great, but they're a little above average, both of them. And on the Eagles team, I would love to have either one of them, if not both. Um, Like you said, his his tight ends and his playmakers out on on the side. Uh, It's it's. You have to have the right ingredients to make a good recipe, and they have it right now in Cleveland. Not to say Baltimore. I, I'm not – John, you said something before earlier about Lamar Jackson and become being a one-dimensional quarterback. If that kid can get the right weapons, I don't think to what Tony said, he doesn't have the right weapons on the outside. If Lamar Jackson can get the right weapons and produce – a, an average passing game, that kid is fun to watch, man. He's more like Randall Cunningham to me than than Jalen Hurts. Um, but it was an awesome game. It was fun to watch. And, uh, you know, I, I'm glad that that division is now not only with the Steelers, but the Browns are including in that. That's fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, your 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 buddy checking in. Uh, actually, something I could actually agree with what he's saying here. Could you imagine a Saquon and Josh Allen on the same squad? And and again, I even though I think Baker was the guy, but still, if you would have wound up with you know hindsight twenty twenty, say Saquon and Josh Allen, that would have been fantastic, right? Uh, again, unbelievable, man, unbelievable. That would have been fantastic. Uh, but I just what I like about it is. You know, again, I, I like that we're seeing more good quarterback play because there there was there was a time a few years ago, man, there was some really bad quarterback play in the NFL. And and this new uh, you know, this new blood coming in with the Josh Allen's and Josh Herberts and 
Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray. I mean, you know, it has just really changed the game, man. And it's made a lot more games watchable, more games than they've ever been. You you always had like your six to eight slate of games. I said, all right, if the other teams are playing, I I want nothing to do with it unless I have a fantasy football player or things of that nature. But now. Now, 80%, 80-90% of the league is very watchable. Uh, with, 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 you know, maybe disregard Jacksonville, uh, you know, who really stinks right now. Even Cincinnati because of they were very watchable, but now you got to watch Kyle Allen, right? Who knows? But besides that, I mean, teams are very, very watchable now, and it, it's because of the evolution of the quarterback position, which uh, would be crazy. Uh, David says Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs on the same squad is scarier. Uh, Stephon Diggs, man, first first uh, receiver to 100, 100. I should have bet John on that in fantasy football, but uh, next yep. year I'm gonna uh, next year I'm gonna bet on that. Uh, you know, again, but Mike checks in says Jets. Let's let's let let's train you know transfer over into some major league baseball talk because before we get to the end of the show, I, you know the Phillies threw me a curveball. Uh, and again, you know, and I, I talked about, we, we talked about Middleton as being a, a fraud. Uh, you know, we hear all the stuff coming in about cost-cutting measures, and they're the only team that's lost money in the pandemic. We know all the situations. Then they go out and hire Dave Dombrowski, uh, which is a, a big-time baseball guy. Uh, you know, you, you know him from the Red Sox. You know what he's all about. Uh, I was completely floored, and I didn't know what to expect. Because the guy's known for trading away talent, he's known for trading away you know a farm system, uh, you know for big time players, um, and I thought we were in the business of building a farm system. So I I, I I don't know what this move tells me, but one thing's for sure. Now you know I, I was looking at this a little earlier. Uh, Bob Nightingale tweeted out. And the first thing he said was, Scott Barr says, the Phillies don't hire Dave Dombrowski as president of baseball operations if they don't win on, if they don't plan on winning immediately. And then you hear all the words about the Jackie Bradley Jr. talk, right? That, you know, and, and the one thing I want to talk to on before I get to your guys' opinion on this is, is the Bryce Harper effect with the JT Romuto thing. So Todd Zalecki comes out, you know, with an article talking about, you know, he, he spoke, you know, what about the commitment that we've talked about on this show that the Phillies have given Bryce Harper, saying that, you know, we are going to commit to, you know, being competitive, spending money, right? Uh, you know, notable 2001-2021 salaries. You have $26 million for Bryce Harper, $22.5 million for, for Zach Wheeler, $20 million for McCutcheon, Segura at 14 and a quarter, and Aaron Nola at 11.75. So this is what Scott Barr says. In fairness to what Bryce and John talked about when he came to Philadelphia, there was an owner committed to winning and an owner pursuing winning. And you have to admit that I don't think you play the game of hiring a general manager who's known for World Series hopscotch because everywhere he goes, he's there to compete and win, and he has done so. So do I think you hire a GM of that nature and capacity as David is without an intention and focus on winning today? Absolutely not. Uh, You know, John, I'm going to go right to you this time. Dave Dombrowski, what does it say to you for the hiring as the Phillies ba- uh, president of baseball operations uh, for 2021? I mean, I think it's a smart move. I mean, he's a smart baseball guy. He has a system. He has a methodology. 
you know, as how he goes about business. And it's not always one side. Yes, he's made big moves when those big moves can put you over the top. If it makes sense to, you know, deal some of your farm system because you're a guy or two away and you know that you could lock those guys up, then you make the move. If you're three or four guys away or you're just signing some middle-of-the-road guys, it's not the time to give up the farm system. And I think he knows that. He's known for getting these big guys because it worked, you know, and he was a genius for doing it. Um, so, I mean, I, I personally love it. I mean, to me, you know, with him on board and him basically saying we're more than a player away, um, you know, to me, and, and maybe not – in these exact words, but I'm also reading into they're If they're not just one player away, they're not going to spend money foolishly. Meaning if JT's not the answer and, you know, signing him would basically mean they don't have too much cash to spend around other places. To me, it's saying they're not going to sign JT. I'm okay with that. As long as the money's invested to fill multiple holes, you know, and I'm not saying superstars long term, but you got to you got to get to the playoffs. I mean, this year, I mean, to me, yes, we want to win a World Series, but I'm fine with get to the playoffs this year. Don't kill yourself and then make a splash next year if you have to to take you over the top. Like if you're not there, don't just make a splash just to make a splash. Be smart about it. And I think that's what it'll bring to the table. Well, I hope you're right. I hope you're right, but I, I, I honestly don't know how that, you know, that smart decision is not by not signing JT Romuto. I just, I don't see it. Uh, I think it's a, I think it's careless uh, because you don't trade your number one prospect for a guy you don't plan on being a part of your system for the next five to six years. You already knew what that market was going to be. You And again, this, this falls on Clintac. Like Dave says, things fall on Howie and Jeff. This falls on both of those guys because you had to know your job, again, you know, at, at, you know wh whether it be a salesman, whether it be a president of a company, is always to forecast what the future is. It may not always be right, but you have to have some kind of an idea. And if Matt Clintac was that stupid to not forecast ahead of what his market was going to be, well, then he definitely doesn't deserve to be any kind of any kind of GM in Major League Baseball. Okay, because you do not give up Sixto Sanchez for a guy that you don't think is going to be your future. So, I, listen, I hope that changes. I do because it, without that, without that, we, well, we got a major problem, man. We got a major problem. Dave, what do you think about Dave Dombrowski? How can you not love it? I mean, uh, you know that I talk about starting from the top down, yep. and, and you can't get much better. Uh, maybe you can pick three or four or five, whatever, but he's one of the guys that helps brings championships to programs. Um, I, w what it says to me is how much money do we have in the account because he's going to spend all of it. That, that's <laughs> uh, only reason why I say that is because he wants – championships and f unfortunately tony for this team what do we have to do to get that you're going to have to pay we don't yes. have a farm system we have zero there so you know that jt deal that should have been done before the end of last season it should have been done three games into last season whatever the fire market value was give it to him give it what he wants and that should have been a done deal you should have went into the offseason with a clean slate of not having to do anything 
but get it new players. Now, I understand, John, I totally understand what you're saying. I don't disagree with you, but if we didn't lose the assets we did, it would have been a different story about not signing JT. You, you, you would lose, lose in this situation if, if he doesn't come back. Yeah, I completely agree. I 100%. I completely agree. You just can't. Rich Texan, but does Middleton open up the purse strings to let him do what he wants to do? JT should have been signed, right? Which we all agree on. You never trade for him. Matt Clintac was an idiot. Yep. Bad move after 6-0, just wheeling and dealing. And, and here's the thing about Dombrowski, Dan. You know, when you look at his history, from Montreal, Florida, Detroit, Boston, I mean, you know, he started to show you that kind of you know gm or obviously present that he likes to be the executive in baseball that he would like to be because you know he brings jim leland out of retirement right and, 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 and you know he signs guys like ivan rodriguez and kenny rogers and maglio ordonez right they lost in 2000 right maglio ordonez check that one right mm-hmm. i mean listen he, he he spent all the money that he could and, and if i'm not mistaken Help me out, guys. I'm not 100, percent but he he gave that money to, to Miguel Cabrera too, right? Didn't he? Didn't he give that big contract to Mickey Cabrera? I think I I, I, I think he did. I think he was still in Detroit. At yeah, that yeah, he time. was he, he was uh, he was uh, with Detroit. I think till 15. So yeah, so he had to give Cabrera. Cabrera, Cabrera was deal. around. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so he gave Cabrera a deal, and listen, in Boston, in Boston, obviously, that's his project, right? That that's what he's going to lay the claim for. I mean, what he did in Boston, guys that he signed, obviously, this is what he's all about. Guys, he traded for. He traded up. The biggest thing he traded for Chris Sale. I mean, that was the thing. He gave up the farm to trade up for Chris Sale. Well, we could and, get Chris Sale now, couldn't we? Well, right. Well, well. Here's the thing. It worked, right? But, but at the end of the day, that's the thing. Like, I am all for trading prospects as long as you know you you can guarantee a return on investment. Like, you you trade six zero champ Sanchez, your return on investment is keeping J T Romuto. But if you that's can't get, I'm not trading for rentals. One hundred percent. And I think that's the biggest issue that we have with what the Phillies we're doing right now. Dan, what do you think of Dave Dombrowski? I ultimately like the trade, and and I don't think anyone should be pigeonholed into a style of GM. I mean, the guy's been around for 40 years. He's going to adjust to the situation. He was in slash and burn teams like Florida that didn't Ooh. want to spend money. You know, they they 97, they got all these free agents, and then they got rid of them. So it, it was a different mindset based on the ownership he was working for. Um, I love the fact that he's going to – Wink, wink, still keep analytics, but he's still going to go old school. I'm yep. old school. I like so, that. Um, so I like the hiring, I think. But here, here's my issue. It's not with the hiring. It's with the Clintac hiring. I'm, I'm going to pony, piggyback on what you said, Tone. And I have a bias here. I, my high school teammate is J.J. Piccolo. I don't know if that name rings a bell. Yeah. J.J. Piccolo is the assistant general manager of the Kansas City Royals. Nice. He's been he's been trained, followed Dayton Moore since he was a player for Dayton Moore at NC State, scouted with him at the at the Braves, and then went to build the championship with him in KC. That's who the Phillies should have hired when they hired when they hired Clintac. He's a Cherry Hill kid, so you bring a local kid to town. He's got a great resume. He built a winner, and you had a chance to do it all over again recently. Honestly, I was hoping for JJ. Before I found about it about Dombrowski, so if you if you hire JJ 
five years ago, you wouldn't have to hire Dombrowski today. That's that's where I stand. That makes sense. I like that. I, I yeah, I had no idea. No idea. And the Royals have built it. I mean, we, we, me and Dave have talked about this on the show. You know, one of the guys we always talk about is Mike Arbuckle, a guy who, you know, listen, there was a power struggle over here between him and Rube. You know, he built what we had here. He goes to Kansas City and builds what they had there, you know, within their farm system. So, uh, listen, I again, with the Phillies, same as the Eagles, man. I don't care who the president is. I just want to win. I, I want to get back to 2008. I want the rally towels back at Citizens Bank Park. I, I, Red October. Right? Yeah. I mean, we, we, we were at a, a point in time where we were actually talking about baseball threatening football. <laughs> and, right? I mean, as crazy as that sounds, right? I mean, we we were actually to that point. We knew it would never happen, but it's the closest it would have ever been. Uh, you know, that, that stadium was sold out on a consistent basis. Those players, that team, I mean, listen, we don't even have to. We all know. And, and you know, oh, will we ever get back to that? I'm not sure. But I know one thing, man, you know, that we need pitching. And, you know, and we need a bullpen. And one of the things that Dave Dombrowski has talked about, and John, I'm going to go right to John because he came up with a brilliant stat last week about how bad our bullpen was, uh, you know, compared to like 1932 or something, pulled out some <laughs> stat, right? We were like, what? Like, where? And, and, but it's true. So, you know, he, he is asphyxiated on building this bullpen. Uh, he, he's, he's made several comments about it, uh, which I hope is a good thing. So, John. Can they fix this bullpen, man? Can can they can they reverse the logic that you brought to this show last week? I sure hope so. I don't know. I mean, they tried <laughs> to fix it this year. I mean, they brought in proven guys that we thought were going to fix it, and it's like they got poisoned in the water well, too. So I have no idea. I, I don't know what guy. Like, I thought they were bringing in the guys to do that. And they didn't pan out. So is it just bad luck? Is it the pitching coach? I have no idea. Um, I'm. They obviously have to give it another shot. Either thinks a couple of these guys are going to turn it around. But, I mean, even Sir Anthony Dominguez, I mean, he's not lights out. Naris isn't lights out. Oh. I mean, there, there's a whole slew of guys. So, I don't know. you got to figure out which ones are working and go get guys that will work. Yeah, please don't don't give me. I am done with the Hector Neres experiment, man. I I want nothing to do with Hector Neres and Luis Garcia, like all these names, man. Like the, the Dominguez. There's another thing with Dominguez, like Tommy John, not Tommy John, Tommy John, not, like back and forth. I mean Robertson. Listen, I liked the Robertson signing when they signed him. I, I thought that was too. a decent, but it just didn't work out. The guy got injured. I mean, they definitely can't do nothing about that. They did try in that perspective, but. Listen, I, you know, it just, it's a shame because we were in such an uproar, man. Dave, you know, when we signed Bryce Harper, uh, we were dancing down Broad Street, man. I mean, it was like we have a, a legitimate superstar coming to our town, the, the big 13-year deal, and everybody you know, lay out the red carpet, and then we trade for Romuto. And we're like, whoa, what is going on here? You know, we, Zach Wheeler, who I was a huge proponent of uh, signing, I, I, I knew he was going to do well, uh, and he did. Uh, but at the end of the day, how, how long do you think, Dave? What do you think with this? You know, not to spend a lot of time on this, but – you know, before the Phillies can legitimately compete, in your opinion? Um, I think it depends on starting pitching. And if you get me three solid starters, and I picked that number because I had to look up 
Dave Dombrowski in 2015, something that Dan mentioned that sparked some interest. He had three pitchers in Detroit, Anibal Sanchez, Justin Verlander, and David Price in 2015. Mm. So if, if anybody knows the quality of pitching that needs to be here to win, this guy is one of the guys. So I'm going to go – and I say pitching also because of the, the Washington Nationals who are in our division and also the Atlanta Braves. Starting pitching for Atlanta is is good. The, I think the Nationals obviously have uh, right now, in my opinion, better starters. Um, so once you get your starting pitching staff in place and their studs, we'll compete because I think offensively you got enough bats in play where we can we can hold our own. I'll tell you what, man. I know you didn't mention them. You mentioned the Nationals and you mentioned the Braves, but the Mets. I, I, yeah, I think the Mets have the best pitching staff in the NL East. Uh, by far, yes, uh, you know, and, and they just keep grooming them. That's what's crazy, and that's what's scary. Uh, we can't get one. We're still banking on Zach Eflin, right? I mean, we're still bank. Like I, I'm so, like I'm so done with Zach and Vinny Velasquez and Zach. Like, 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 please, those experiments are over, man. Like, seriously, they're over. We, you know, I, I don't know. Like you said, Dave, to your benefit, you talked about you know, that. That's a great rotation. And he he paid David Price in Boston, brought a win him right, and he and he went out and he got Chris Sale, and, and so I hope Dan, I hope that Dave's right. Do, is is there? And I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but is there even that kind of player out there? Do you think like even that kind of pitcher available that could come to this team? Because I free agency wise, I really don't think so. Uh, you know, I, I really don't. I don't think there's anybody right now. Well, it's just a matter of the teams are – I'll tie this back together, but I don't want to lose a thought I had. Yeah, go ahead, um, man. It, it goes back to what we've all been saying when they made the trade for Rumuto, that they had to lock him up almost immediately. And I don't want to hear anything about COVID and no fans coming back and we don't know our revenue. That is a total BS excuse because they had to make that deal before the shit hit the fan with that. And they didn't know what was going to happen, obviously. So they avoided signing him from jump, and now it's really going to bite him in the butt. And I don't want to hear COVID as an excuse. But other teams are using it as an excuse too. And I don't know if there's going to be aces dumped. with Cincinnati, you know, maybe they're talking about getting rid of their, you know, their payroll because of the COVID issues. So uh, you, you might you might have a chance because of teams almost doing what we're doing we're, we're not if we don't sign Romuto then everything starts up the middle in my opinion you know you could yep. he makes a he can make a fringe mediocre pitcher very good he can make a very good pitcher great that's the kind of catcher he is every every measurement has him as the best catcher defensively in baseball his I've never seen and I and I was a, I was a catcher I have never seen a release like that. I mean, the quickest release yeah. I have ever seen in my life. And he is, a, he's, he's a God behind the plate and, yes. and he's a solid stick. You can't lose a guy like that. And he's a hell of an athlete. He runs the bases better than most. He's a hell of an athlete. It's a, it would be a monumental loss. And I agree with Dave 100%. You can't lose that guy. I, I, I just want to throw this out there. So, all right. You got Rio Muto's what? He he's gonna command about two hundred, two hundred million, you think? Twenty five a year. So yeah. Four years, twenty five. Yep. 
So that's a hundred. You think that's all he's gonna he's gonna get is a hundred mil? Is it? Well, I mean, I don't think. I, I mean, he's a catcher. I don't think he can he can expect eight years. And right. Well, he's he's turning thirty years old. I right. mean, look, look what happened to Joe Mowers with his contract. Yes. At, at some point, there's wear and tear on the knees where you can't play yeah. that position full time. So now you got a guy; his stick still plays, but where do you put him? Now you got some lineup decisions. As of as of the moment, there's no DH. I mean, if there was, you know, that alleviates it a little bit. But you know, you're talking about Dave said about that third pitcher. Are you better off with Rio Muto behind the plate or going after Trevor Bauer and paying well, that guy to get your third pitcher, your ace, the top pitcher out on the market right now? I'm not taking a side one way or another. I'm just saying that solves that problem. There, I, nobody's going to dispute that JT is the best catcher in the league now. Uh, there's probably few that will dispute four years from now that you know there will not be he will not have the ability to play full-time behind the plate. So with the current makeup of the roster, where is that money best spent? And, and, and that and that comes back, I'll go right to you, Dave. Well, yeah. That comes back to just like the Eagles. Again, when you have no farm system, you know you have no cheap arms that come up and actually produce, you know, at, at friendly, friendly rookie contracts, this is the problem you have. You have to pay for everything, right, Dave? Yeah, it's it's another bad situation that our management has put us in, and and you know not that we're stuck dealing with it, but we're we're in limbo watching it and trying to figure out what these people are going to do. And and listen, all the baseball purists know you win, uh, you know, with pitching. Good. Here, here's here's the old analogy I was always taught: good pitch, pitching beats good hitting any day of the week. Right. So if you have three solid starters and, and, a, and a decent bullpen, you're in ball games. You win a one nothing game or, or two one game. That's just how baseball is played and how it goes. So John is nail on the head, in my opinion, about where, where and we just talked about Dombrowski and the three pitchers he had here and he brings pitching here. So where is his value in this sport? And, and to me, it's buying pitching or his value is with pitchers. So that's where I think we're going to go. And that doesn't bode very well for re-signing JT. And that goes back to my point with Clintac should have had this done three games into last year to creep. Yes, I agree. I completely agree with that completely. And if you listen to his press conference, he, he kind of gave like a meh, response about jt right yeah it wasn't it it wasn't uh it wasn't very confident i can tell you that man they're definitely going to play the cry poor card and it's like it's between potentially two pitchers and jt you obviously have to go pitching but it just kills me that they're that that's the the angle we even have to consider right now jason it it mirrors it yeah it mirrors <laughs> it mirrors a lot of the Eagles situation with management making the decision to pay Carson Wentz and 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 drafting Jalen. I mean, really, the the issue is with these people in management not knowing what the next step is. And Tony, you brought that up earlier. As a manager, as running a business, your job is to try and figure out the future the best you can, and and to have a line of how we're going to get there. And Good job. And and the mismanagement of money 
and picking players and both organizations has destroyed our teams for now. That's that's and the, the Philly teams. and the Phillies draft. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Hazley can't play. Moniac can't play. Oh. Horrible draft picks. Horrible. Mickey Moniac looks like the kid that works at Rita's serving as uh, custard. Uh, and this <laughs> kid's gonna was a number one draft pick in baseball. He was the number one pick because they were avoiding Boris clients. They yeah, skipped that, over like four players because they didn't want to deal with Boris clients. But it was still a ridiculous pick. So yeah. that, again. Andre Andre says my baseball knowledge is suspect listening to Dave. Dave sounds like a walking Jeopardy baseball question. That's the coach, man. That's the coach. I love it. Uh Dave check Dave's got a good point here. Dave checks to talk about pitching. Ironically, yesterday was a 10-year anniversary of acquiring Cliff Lee to complete the Holiday Oswalt Hamels and Lee rotation. The four aces. My poor, lord. Poor Kentucky Joe on the outside looking in, right? But Yeah. But wow. It's it, what a travesty that that team didn't win a World Series, man. Yeah, That's just uh, crazy, absolutely crazy. Uh, but let let's you know again, great great baseball talk. I just I got one question. One you know I want to I want to talk a little NBA. Uh, I don't want to get into like specific teams or this and that. But and I don't want to talk about numbers and bets. What I just want to talk about is just overall straight up, uh, you know, MVP for this year and 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 just just talk because. I think there's a couple guys are very intriguing picks. You just seen Giannis sign his Supermax extension today, Holy right? Shit. Right, unbelievable, man! Unbelievable money. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of d- different intriguing storylines this year. But I just want to know what you guys think of who your who would your NBA MVP pick? And and it, you know, if I had to ask you now, and I know there's numbers out there, and I get it, but. That's just straight up outright. Like Mr. Nelly said, outright. I want your outright MVP for the NBA. Dave, I'm going to go right to you first, man. Your MVP right now, I put you on the spot, the 2021 NBA MVP. Who wins that trophy this year? Doncic. Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic. I think, think, you know, will Giannis have fat cat syndrome? Probably not, but you never know. (laughs) I like it. I like it, but um, that kid, that kid is amazing. He is. He really. I love. Mm-hmm. I love Luca. I do. And, and, and it's so he he's quietly great. And That's my the, my sleeper yeah. will be my sleeper will be Devin Booker. Ooh, I like that. I like me some Devin Booker. Dave, what do you got, man? MVP, NBA. Uh, it's a pretty interesting question. I love it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at KD and Kyrie and, and, and Brooklyn, and KD can – I think people – I don't know why people have short memories but don't realize what type of scorer Oof. KD's <laughs> – and, and with Kyrie there feeding them the ball and causing, you know, distraction for KD. But my guy and, – and I'm going to pick him probably for the next two or three years. I love watching him play. Reminds me of Iverson. Is Damien Lord? I'm oh, I pick. love Dame. Yeah, God, I, I, I think uh, I wish I could watch that kid play ball every night, and um, he's that fun for me. I love watching Iverson, and 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 I he's not the same. He's more polished than Iverson. Iverson was more gritty, get to the hole, lay the ball in. Dame can do that stuff, but I just I love watching him play, man. I love it. 
I, yeah, I, I, I love me some Damian Lillard. I was, I was reading about, he said, you know, and we're talking about the symbols. He said he he's perfected the half court, his range to half court now. <laughs> yeah. And he's going to start throwing one dribble past half court, man. Unbelievable. John, NBA MVP, brother, who you got? Giannis. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm. You're going Giannis. I, 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 I can't, I just, I like Giannis and he, he's powerful. I, you know, I just, and he's very, very talented. Obviously I just, I, I can't get on. I can't fully get on the Giannis train. I can't. I just think he's limited. It's going to come down to who wins the NBA championship. I mean, in reality. Um, and you know, I, I think they're going to get over the top. I like it. I like, I listen, Drew, maybe Drew holidays, the answer. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just saying, I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe Drew Holiday's the, that like, yeah. that's a hell of a reaction right there. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's funny. I like it. I like it. Uh, Al said, I knew Al was going LeBron. Al, 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 we, we had the NBA show, man. He loves him some LeBron uh, mm-hmm. as a makeup because he should have won it last year. Uh, Andre says, Luca, my pick is Luca Donchez as well. Uh, but, you know, you guys met some great names, but I will tell you my dark horse is Anthony Davis. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I really. It's not outrageous, yeah. Nah, I just, I, I think. He, we just seen his feet wet in the playoffs of how good this kid really is. And I think because he played in New Orleans and they stunk for so many years and he had all those issues and, you know, that we never really fully understood how much of a freaking nature Antonio da- or Anthony Davis really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really don't think – I mean, you mentioned uh, – Dave, you mentioned KD. Mm-hmm. Same thing with AD, man. I mean, both of those guys – uh, you know, they are freaks of nature. I, uh, Rich checks in, says, Luca is a quiet assassin. You got that right, uh, 100%. Uh, David says, remember when Sixers top contenders to sign Giannis? I think we learned today, no, the hell we weren't. Um, <laughs> and Andre says, LeBron is getting it, winning it back-to-back. I said, Luca is going after it. So, uh, listen, I, I like Luca. But we'll see. One thing's for sure, man. We talked about this on the show before, and we'll, which I love. I can't wait to the 22nd when the NBA actually tips off one of my most favorite um, leagues to watch. Uh, you know, listen, it's it's NFL. Obviously, NBA is a close close number two. Uh, I, I really, I think the bubble was tremendous. I, I thought every game was was like an NCAA tournament. Uh, I, I thought it brought the best of a lot of a players. And I think we're we're, we're going to expect even better things this year. I mean, now we have a full year of Zion. I love John Morant. I I love what the Denver Nuggets can be. Uh, what they show Joker. is Jamal Murray, right? I mean, there's so many storylines, and I'm excited. I, I'm excited. One of my favorite players I've always said is John Wall. Mm. I, to see John Wall healthy again, I, I can't wait to watch John Wall play. He's one of my favorite players. So, um, and I love Trey Young big things. Too. What's that? I love Trey Young too. Yeah, Trey Young is another wow. That, and man, that team is gradually oh. building something too. Yeah, they are. Louis Pierce, man, another Sixers guy, another Philly guy, right? Goes out there and uh, doing a great job as a coach. So a lot, a lot of good things here. A lot of good things. So I have this issue. We talk music, and uh, I, I said I was going to go two hours, and I'm I, I'm trying to stick to an hour and forty five. So we have about seven minutes. But before we get to John. His CD. I have a, a 1990s hip-hop trivia, okay? And, and we're all going to do this. Well, here's the thing. We're all, we're all going to do it at the same time, okay? It's pretty neat. I found it. It's it's on a website. 
Okay, I'm going to, you know, so I got the questions in front of me. I'll have the answers, okay? And this is the way we're going to go. All right, we're going to ask, we're going to go Dave, John, Dan, and me, okay, to see who gets the right answer. It's only 10 questions, but I, I think it's going to be fun. Uh, Al's already checking in uh, with four for four. So, John, there, there, you already got a number for John CDs. Al knows what time it is. Al knows what time it is. I love it. So, here's the here is the first question. Okay. Again, this is 1990s hip hop trivia. Uh, John became a phenomenon in the 80s, and by the time 90s rolled around, it was mainstream. Who was the only MC to rap a verse in Notorious B.I.G.'s Ready to Die album? You have three choices Mace, Method Man, or Red Man. Dave, what are you guessing? Red Man. John? I was going to go Red Man as well. You want to go red man as well? Yeah. Dan? I like the phone a friend, Al. <laughs> <laughs> Al, Al will definitely help you out. Look, there you I'll go. go Andre. Andre said method man. Andre said method man. I, I'm going to go with Andre and I'm going to say meth too. I think it's meth. So let's see. Uh, the, the answer is correct. It is method man. So mm-hmm. method man was the only MC to rap a verse in the ready to die album. Next question. Who sings the hook? Oh, I like this. Who sings the hook on Jay-Z's Can't Knock the Hustle? Mary J. Blige, Aaliyah, or Beyonce? Dave, who you got? Mary J. Blige. John? Mary J. Dan? Mary J. Yes, and it, I definitely know that is Mary J. Blige, the queen of R&B. I absolutely love it. NWA came out in the late 80s, but made their mark in the early 90s. Can you name all of the original members? Here's your choices. A, Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, Eazy-E. B, Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, Eazy-E, and MC Ren. Or D or C, Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, Eazy-E, DJ Yella, and MC Ren. Dave, A, the B, last or C. One. The last one. Jo- uh, John. Uh, Dave was so confident. Yeah, he was. He well, was. I'm, I'm, I'm go. I'm going B. You're going B. We're going no. John's going no yellow. How about you, Dan? I'm going to go A. Dan's going to go A. I'm going to be with Dave. Uh, I'm going with Dave. I'm going. D. I'm going sick. You saying D because I'm looking at Doctor Dre. Uh, I'm going to go D. Let's see. Uh, Al says D as well, or C, uh, and it is correct. Uh, DJ Yellow, remember, he was the first one to leave, I think, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Uh, in 1994, oh, I like this one. In 1994, Nas released his first studio album called The World Is Yours. It was written or Illmatic. Dave, what do you got? Um, isn't that the Illmatic? I think that's, I don't I, know. I, I, I'm I, guessing I, that. All right, Illmatic. John? That's what I was going to say even before multiple choice. Uh, me too. I was going to say Elmag. Dan? Sure. Yeah. We'll go with, we'll go with <laughs> I know one. this is how Dan's all of it. But, hey. Dude, dude I'm, I'm, sw- I'm swimming in, in, in the middle of the ocean right now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Andre says Illmatic, and I know I know that without even hitting it. Uh, all right, last five here. We have I I, I do that. Oh, uh, uh, Ali Shahid Muhammad is part of what's rap group? I don't even need a a, a a multiple choice here, but we'll say it anyway. Das Effects, Tribe Called Quest, 
or public enemy? Dave. Obviously, Muhammad. This is a guess for me. Honestly, I don't know. I'm going to say Tribe Called Quest. John? It's annoying me because I hear those words in a song, and I'm trying to play the (laughs) song in my head, and I can't pinpoint it. I believe it's Tribe Called Quest. Hey, Dan, you're in the ocean. Give me a paddle, brother. What do you think? (laughs) Well, I was looking at your face to see if you had a tell. I'm going to go public enemy. And the answer would be Tribe Called Quest. Like Uh, I said, I'm I'm thinking. Uh, what? Oh, this is a good one. This one I don't know. I I like this. I'm usually pretty good at this. What year did Tupac release his iconic song "California Love"? Ninety four, ninety five, or ninety six? Dave, you can take a stab at it. Man, that I'm gonna say ninety six. John, it's a tough one. It was not ninety four. I'm going 96 as well. I'm going to go 95. Dan, what do you think? I was going to try to be different and go 95, so I'll go with, I'll, I'll do, because he said it's not 94, and who am I to argue? <laughs> so I'll go 95. Let's see. The answer is 1995, California oh. love. Love it. Uh, three more left. I love it. Who, oh, man, this is a good one. Who did Lauren Hill this on the track lost ones little kim jay-z or y clef dave why uh, yeah, uh, john i can't even pinpoint the song i was not a lauren hill oh guy. that's a great song um, you have lost one yeah i know you heard that song man it's a great uh, yeah song. um little kim jay-z or y clef yeah i'll go y clef Dan, what do you got? Was Wyclef on Daryl's house ever by any chance? Uh, he might, I don't I don't know. So I'll go Wyclef. Sure. It rings a bell. I uh, I think you'd be right. That would be correct. It is Wyclef, part of the Fuji squad. Uh what is the part what what is part of the three course meal mentioned in the song all about the Benjamins? I like this. Spaghetti, fettuccine, <laughs> and veal. Spaghetti, lobster, and shrimp, or steak, callop, uh, scallops, and caviar. Dave, I gotta. I, I think I have to sing this to myself just to get this right. Oh my god! Uh, check. I passed to John. Hey. John, go ahead, brother. Hey, hey spaghetti, fettuccine, and veal. Dan, you want to take a shot? Well, I don't know. Of course, this is not my category. But if I had a lot of Benjamins, I'm not going A. I'm going C. Uh, yeah, I, I hear you. I, but for some reason, I'm thinking it's B. I, 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 I keep hearing lobster and shrimp in my ear. I'd have to go back and look at the lyrics. But I'm, I'm going to go B. So let's see. The answer is, final answer is A. That Spaghetti, was the, of all- fettuccine, and veal. Of all of these questions, uh, that was the, like that was the one that I was one hundred ten percent sure about. Uh, I mean, who, who, who has the Benjamins and has that kind of a meal? Come on. Well, this no, this one's not even fair 
for me. So I'm not even going to answer this. Okay, I think Dave's going to know this too. So, Dave, I'm going to go with you right off the bat. What does Wu-Tang Song Cream stand for? Cash rules, excellence, and motives? Cash <laughs> runs everything in me? Or cash rules everything around me? I'll go with that one, see? Yeah, there you go, Dan. Uh, uh, Cash uh, rules uh, everything uh, around me. Not there. I love it. I love it. And last one, number ten. Ah, oh, like this, Dan. We're we're gonna go, uh, Dan. I'm gonna I'm gonna single you out right here because I already know all three of us are gonna know the answer to this. So we're gonna go right to you first. Complete this. Complete this Snoop Dogg lyric. Laid back with my mind on my money and my money on my mind or my mind on the cash. And my cash on my mind, or on the grind with my money, what would you think it would be? I was hoping for Corona. Um, <laughs> um, my cell phone. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't even know what you said. To be honest with you, hey, you got it. There, yes. Hey. Lay back with my mind on my money and my money on my mind. Love Snoop, it, man. Snoopy dog. Rolling down the street. <laughs> His real name's Calvin, right? Is it? I think so. Calvin it, Broadus. It, it could be. It could be. I like that. I like that. Mm -hmm. I like it. So now, the fun part, and we're, we're two minutes over. Uh, I tried 145. So we're going to get. So, John, so, Dan, I don't know if you've seen this before or not, but John has a CD collection. And we, we pick random numbers, okay? It's sections one through five up to number 30. Uh, so we give him some selections, and he picks out random CDs just to see what's digging around in that CD closet he's got over there. So uh, I see Al already got him 4-4. Four, four. Dave, you got a number you want to give John? Uh, one, seven. I'm going to stick with one, too. One, 13. We got Dan. 2 4. Uh, I know Al said 4 4. Uh, Rich, uh, Andre says 5 11. Uh, Rich says out of 10 90s, 8 out of 10 90s rap. My man. Uh, Rich, you got a number for us? We get in this, Rich. I know it's usually the uh, one, two, three, four, five, six of us. We'll get another seven in there, man. You got if you want a number before John goes. Uh, it, this is always fun because we never know. Uh, there you go. Rich has got Rich got oh, one eight. One eight. eight. Right. So, yep. All right. Oh, here we go. I still got to get the Dan drum roll, man. I got to watch the Sixers game after this because I. Al, Al and uh, Andre are talking about Tyreek Maxey, man. He must be doing some nice things. I can't wait to see. I just want to see what they look like. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just excited about it. They so. they look like a team. I'm on, and I, I know that sounds very vague, but it, it's the most complete team that I think has been assembled in, in years. And believe it or not, I think Howard – has a lot to do with that on the second team rotation when he that comes is huge. in. It, 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 I watched Tony. I watched ten minutes before we got on the show, and I know it's preseason. Whatever. I don't really care what the other team was doing. I was just watching our team, and he was already directing guys. He was doing things different. Um, ben looked a little different. I, I, I mean, I, honest to God, it's ten minutes, but 
for whatever reason, it just looks really, really interesting. And I think we're going to be very happy. I'm just glad they have Danny Green on the team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about I'm that. Sure you do. That was my name growing up. I switched to Dan in my teen years. You shoot like Danny? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh oh, John. All right, John. I don't even know what this oh, is. Is this, could this be boys to men? Yes, that is water runs dry. All right. I, I know exactly what that is. That's that's got oh, I'll make love yeah. to you, song the mama on bended knee. All right, so that's that's Al at four four. All right, Dave. Al got boys to men. Wait, get that Al. Boys to men on bended knee. Dave at one seven got Bone Thugs and Harmony. <laughs> oh, wow. Ooh, what what one is that? Is that a single? Um, no. You know, um, no. Creeping on the come up. Oh, nice! <laughs> what Creeping I used on. to do, what I used to do, I used to flip all my actual covers. I used oh, to flip all the why. covers and put like my like I like this picture better. Okay, okay. So I would like I I would like flip my covers and then put like the, you know is that is that first of the month on there? Uh, thuggish ruggish bone. Thuggish ruggish bone. Yeah. Ah, oh, thuggish ruggish bone. That's I the jam right so. there. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's uh, a nice one. Who's was that? That was Dave. Nice, Dave. Don't don't talk to the army. All right, we got uh, Tony at one thirteen. We got. Uh oh, what is this? Is it is this Doctor Dre? Yeah, that's aftermath. aftermath. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it's Doctor Dre. Doctor that's keep the heads ringing, ding yep. ding dong, ding. <laughs> is that is that on is that on his old um uh, or his his own? You have any when Curtis he... Blow? That's just him. He no, might. I, You'd be surprised. John's got all kinds. Grandmaster of stuff. Flash. I, I would have. I got to get the cassettes out of the attic and double. <laughs> See, Al says he. Al says he used to do that too with the with the CDs. Man. See. All right, then we got we got Dan two four. We got Silk. Whoa, freak you! Every freaking day. No, that was um. That was That's, Jodeci. No, not not freak. freaking you. No, freak you. Silk ain't, ain't silk. Freak you. Freak me. Freak me. That's it. That's Whatever. It. No, but you started singing freaking you. Yeah, I started Jodeci. singing Jodeci. That's every freaking right. way. Yeah. Uh, I, yes. Yeah. All right. Silk. Wow. Andre. I don't even. I don't even know what's on this, but this is the original gangster soundtrack. Uh, I, I bet you Ice T's on that. Is Ice T on there? Um, he got Ice T when he did heavy metal. Wow, Ice T when he did heavy metal. Well, one, I need glasses because I can't see this. Yeah, glasses. John, you're blind as hell, dude. What's wrong? I with am you? nowadays. Look at him. <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't even tell you. Go, somebody go Google it. All I know is that it wasn't very good. There was like maybe one song. Or it, it could be like, that. It's probably Mac 10. Then we, all right, Rich. I, I Look, there was a lot of choices from one. And, and once upon a time, I had some uh -oh. things alphabetical. So Dave went one seven with Bone Thugs and Harmony. So we got one eight Bone Thugs and Harmony. 1999 uh -huh. Eternal. 
Wow, yeah. that's what's the? Uh, can you? I, I know you can't see, but can you throw me <laughs> a, a couple couple tracks off of that? What was that? Crossroads. That that's Crossroads, right? Yep. 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 See, see you at the crossroads. first of the month. First of the month, yeah. It's the first of the month. They, yeah, I are very underrated it's group. It's the Luigi, are you with me? <laughs> Lazy Bone, Crazy Bone. They got them all, man. I love who would it. you who would you compare them to, Bone Stogs? Who who would you compare them to if you had to to Ooh. another R and B group or not R and B hip hop group? Bone Thugs, they had such they 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 had such their own style. Um. That that would be tough for me, man. Maybe DOS Effects. Hmm. Uh only because DOS Effects had the you know bump skitty bump skitty bump ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but DOS Effects, uh, you know, the, their second album was very underrated, man. Real hip hop. Uh it was very, very, very underrated. Um, but yeah, because they just have such a unique style. maybe boot camp click. I don't know if you guys are or the beat nuts. Uh, if you guys are familiar with them, brand Nubian, uh, you know, mm-hmm. got people that have really, I mean, grand, brand Nubian with, with, with um, Grand Pooba, man. That that was a, you know, all for one, one for all. I mean, that that's some good stuff right there, man. Dude, uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I remember sitting in seventh grade geometry <laughs> try, trying to write down all the words to They Want Effects by DOS Effects. Oh, my God. Le- all the nonsense lyrics that are in there. And I remember sitting in geometry class just, like, going through, like, <laughs> going through my head all the stuff and, like, all right. All right. This was this was like before internet when you can just Google. Oh, what's the lyrics to this song? Yeah, you couldn't find it. One your electronic devices, and it just reads off exactly what they said. You know, it can't was, go on YouTube where you're watching the video and the yeah. lyrics are like a karaoke machine coming Dude, across. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is where you sit in your bedroom and keep hitting rewind on the tape. All right, let me play it again. Yes. What do you say? Oh, hold on. Let me rewind that. Play it again. That's why we know. That's why we know so much music, John. I mean, seriously, that's why we're so invested in it because that's the kind of shit that we did. Kids don't do that nowadays. Not everything's given to them. I'm impressed you had geometry in seventh grade. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I, I really was. I'm like, I didn't have it till tenth grade. Yeah, wait, me too. That was yeah. I I Frank Winfelder. That Shout was, out to Mister Gentilly. <laughs> Mr. Frank Winfelder, that was my teacher. Hey, he used to get up on the top of the desk the first day and pretend he was like Superman. He was really weird. I know um, more about geometry than this topic, and I knew nothing about geometry. <laughs> oh, oh, look, Al says before we go, he says, oh, we have to ask John how he's feeling about his team now. Yeah, let's end on that real fast. John, 11-2 now, brother. The window's a little open for some people. Are, are You know, you having any doubts about Pittsburgh or what? You still... Is, the doubts were there four weeks ago. Yeah, I, mean, I will give doubt, you that. You did say doubts that. Are, I mean, are they a playoff team? Yes. Are they not playing well right now? Yes. They had no Joe Hayden last week. I'm not saying that that was the only problem by any means. I think I think there's a lot of people that were complete idiots that think Marquise Pouncey coming back from like a one or two week hiatus and James Conner, same thing coming back is all of a sudden going to create a run game that has been non-existent all year long. Like they were there all year and there wasn't a run game. There's no holes opened up for the run game. We're, we're not even trying to go deep half the time. And the passing game is just too predictable. 
I mean, you look at the final score of that of that game. I'm saying the Steelers were outplayed, but if it's not a Big Ben pick six, like I mean, it's you're it's a whole different ball game. I'm not saying that they don't just eke by again. Look, no Joe Hayden. They lost so many guys. It's no excuse. Every every team loses guys, but you know, losing nine sacks, losing your all pro middle linebacker, losing his backup. We do. We have a safety starting at, at linebacker. All right, so th- that's not good. We were down to our last offensive lineman in that game because two went down with injury. I mean, look, injuries happen. Plain and simple, you got to overcome it. Um, I don't know. I'm not feeling good about them, but do I think that? Yeah, you know, I'll tell you what. There, there's nothing that cures a losing streak like the Bengals. So that that that's one thing that you have to, even though it's not that the Browns and the Bengals, it's the Bengals at least. Um, hopefully they can turn it around. Uh, defense is still really good, but um, they they got to play better, plain and simple, and they can't be so predictable on offense. All uh, the Eagles with Wentz behind center. Al says, "Would you lose your mind if they if they lose in the first round?" I'm going to lose my mind if the season ends on a loss. I mean, I don't care if it's the first round, second round, AFC championship that game. That is well put, John. That is He's well a fan, man. It's always it. devastating, no matter when it happens. Um, you know, you're happy you make the playoffs. You lose in the first round, it stinks. You know what I mean? You lose in the second round, it doesn't feel any better. You lose in the championship game, it's like, man, we were so close. Is that Does that make you feel any better or worse than a first-round loss? Like, I don't know. Um, remember, remember what Bull Hurley said in over the top second sucks. Yeah, right? <laughs> remember is that your old man second sucks. Uh, yeah, so Bull Hurley knew, man, he knew. Yeah. But uh, on that note, I want to thank everybody for joining in. Uh, we are under what well, we just hit the two hour mark, man. I was trying, fellas, I was trying. But listen, I'll tell you what. Like I said every week, we again oh, over two hundred comments. I mean. That's where it comes from. You guys are a part of this show. Uh, you know, if everybody checking out the NBA preview, me, Al, and Andre did fantastic. Al is a very passionate NBA analyst, and Andre knows his stuff, dropping a bombs left and right. It was great to hang out with those guys, and and we're gonna do NBA shows once every couple of weeks. We're gonna do uh, recaps of the Sixers and, and for half the show, and look at the NBA. Dan is gonna start talking some NHL, and actually, our buddy Jason Sullivan hit me up and was like, "Listen, I, I would." love to to have a show just me and dan doing some nhl so uh you know i'm gonna get the boys in man the boys are gonna ride solo here uh this is like other i love it they're gonna ride solo i'm ready we're ready they're gonna talk some nhl uh you know it's not like other networks where you know one guy runs everything so i want to get everybody involved and again if you're a listener and you're an avid listener uh you know we listen we need those ratings we need those reviews uh you know we've been stuck at the same number for x amount of times it's very easy it takes you five minutes go on itunes Find the heat ratio. Click on the five-star and give us a quick review. That's all we ask. If you can, be greatly appreciated. It means a lot for a lot of things you want to do in 2021, whether it be sponsorships, whether it be promotions. Uh, You know, I have a lot of stuff that I want to try to get you guys, giveaways, jerseys, things of that nature, but we need the support and able to do that. So, as always, Dan... Dave, John, thank you for joining us as a, a, a quad box. I love it. All four of us did a tremendous job. And listen, go Birds, go Sixers, go Phillies, go Flyers. Stay safe, stay healthy. See you next week. Peace. Put it in a bowl.